welcome to the It Should Be Fine podcast. I'm your host, Misa. Back in 2018, I interviewed Chloe Zhao for her film The Rider, sort of a modern western about an injured cowboy. Up until that point, I hated westerns, or I thought I did, a sentiment that I can trace from childhood when my father, in possession of the TV remote, insisted on watching old Clint Eastwood movies when I would have, and quite vocally so, would have rather watched something else. But something about Zhao's style changed my mind. The juxtaposition of the beauty of the land with the hardships and harshness of the main character's vocation, unyielding, relentless, and unforgiving. The intimacy as she charts his transition from champion to broken hero. There's a vulnerability that's conspicuously absent in the old-school westerns, whose protagonists no doubt taught generations of men that to show emotion was a sign of weakness. Three years after we spoke on the phone, Nomadland, which I think of as a western twice removed, was released to widespread acclaim earning nominations and winning multiple awards this past season, including Golden Globes, a BAFTA, and several Oscars. In it, Frances McDormand stars as Fern, a crop-haired middle-aged widow traversing a contract work circuit in a 2001 Ford Econoline across the American West. This is not the Instagram hashtag van life type of van, with an extended roof that allows you to stand, recessed lights, a queen-size bed, a tiled shower, a $1,000 composting toilet, shaker cabinets, and a diesel or wood-burning heater, but rather a vehicle of necessity after being forced out of her home during the Great Recession. In contrast to these luxury studios on wheels, Fern's van is cramped, dim, barely warm enough to withstand chilly desert nights, and decorated with nostalgic items salvaged from her former house. But, as she's quick to point out, I'm not homeless, I'm just houseless. And instead of chasing the most photogenic spots to garner the most likes, her route is more pragmatic as she seeks unskilled short-term jobs to maintain her modest lifestyle. Along the way, she meets others who have chosen the same path, ditching convention for adventure and freedom. Like the writer, Nomadland weaves in the stories of real people, although Zhao told me in our interview that she hates the term docudrama. Like Fern, they are also middle-aged nomads, and they've met their newfound fame with much bemusement. Nomadland resonated with me on many levels, not least because at the time that I watched it, my husband and I were packing up our San Francisco apartment, finishing our own van builds, and preparing to hit the road. It hit me hardest as a privilege check. For Fern and most of the people that she encounters on the road, van life is a necessity. In a society as ageist as ours, people like her who have no savings, pension, or house, which is the traditional marker of wealth, are confined to exist on the fringes, performing menial jobs with no economic safety net. The irony was not lost on me that one of Fern's main hustles is working at an Amazon fulfillment center, which the company shockingly allowed them to film, seeing as so many of our van-related purchases were made through the online retailer. And if you go to any van lifer's website, their bill journal section is rife with Amazon affiliate links. Consumerism, it seems, drives the bohemian livelihood. And Zhao, it should be noted, is the daughter of a wealthy Chinese industrialist, which may have had something to do with her ability to pursue a career in the arts. So although the film lightly rejects consumerism via the protagonist's viewpoint, it refrains from taking a firm stance or offering any real critique. I've spent a lot of time poring over Instagram and Pinterest for ideas to use in our van build, which is why watching Nomadland made me hyper-conscious of the difference between choosing van life and needing it. 
thinking about the type of people who buy their vans new and or have them professionally outfitted to the tune of tens of thousands of dollars in order to achieve an idealized, sunset-drenched lifestyle reminded me of Joan Didion's 1967 essay, Slouching Toward Bethlehem, the one about San Francisco hippies. If you need a refresher, these are the kids who sought to escape from, quote, middle-class Freudian hang-ups by dropping out of school to get high all the time in the park. One girl that Didion interviewed straight up ran away from home because she was sick of her mom asking her to do chores. But, of course, nothing is as rosé-tinted as a highly curated social media feed would have you believe, which brings me to the distinction between veracity, or truthfulness, and verisimilitude, the mere appearance of being true. In this day and age, where our physical and digital lives are so intertwined, it can be hard to differentiate the two. Zhao is adept at blending fact and fiction to great effect, and maybe that's why Nomadland and the writer feel so intimate. The character Fern may rub some people the wrong way, but the main reason why I found her compelling is that she's unapologetically and uncompromisingly herself. Because her most challenging moments aren't when she has diarrhea and is shitting into a five-gallon bucket in her van, nor when the Econoline suffers mechanical failure, but rather when she is confronted by society's projections and expectations and chooses to reject them. After all, maybe the van lifers and Didion's hippies are all just chasing the same thing, a break from the norm. Particularly now, coming out of the pandemic, I can see how the sense of liberation that van life, the nomadic movement, packing up and leaving it all behind, or whatever you want to call it, is appealing. But running away from one's problems is hardly ever the panacea that those who do it hope for. You keep running, and sooner or later, when you stop to rest, those demons find you again. And, indeed, at the conclusion of Fern's journey, she returns home. Or at least, to what's left of it. I like to think that we chose this for the right reasons, whatever that may be, and we're definitely aware that it won't last forever. But I hope that along the way, we see and experience things that broaden our understanding of the world and ourselves, and that we'll emerge on the other side, having changed for the better. Thanks for listening. This podcast was written, edited, and produced by me, Misa. If you enjoyed what you heard, please consider leaving a review or send a message to itshouldbefinepodcast at gmail.com. 